Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, July 12, 2023. Wednesday, July 12, 2023. Slava Ukraine. Heroium Slava. Uh, did you see Biden's speech this morning? It was great. He did a great speech this morning uh, at the uh, summit in Vilnius, uh, Lithuania. Uh, he talked about, I, I mean, of course, he talked about Ukraine and Russia. and uh, But he also talked about, you know, the um, uh, China and the Pacific uh, and uh, poor nations, you know, all around the world and, and offering help and and uh, 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 great things. And he got ovations uh, throughout, uh, you know, uh, the entire thing. Of course, he... Um, in, in his speech, he told Zelensky to stand up, and Zelensky got a, got a huge standing ovation. Uh, yeah, it was a great speech. If you can find it on, uh, uh, on YouTube or something, go ahead. I, I suggest you do. It was very good. Very good speech. Um, and he talked, he talked about how, uh, how Russia, how Putin thought he would, uh, uh, that, that he would get NATO to back away from Ukraine. And um, he said NATO is stronger now than it ever was and even more determined to, to stay in with Ukraine and give them arms and that they will never give up. Never give as as my sister's favorite quote from a movie is, never give up the ship. But uh, anyway, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends the Google Political Views TV podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Have I said that today? I just want to make sure you knew. Um, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Uh, maybe you want to send me a news story. Maybe you want to say hi. Whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Let me drink some. Uh, I'm drinking tea this morning. Simply because I've already had my uh, two cups of coffee. I'm, get, I'm getting this out late because I was on the phone all morning. Anyway, <clears throat> let's let's get to it. L- let's start with the uh, 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 with Vilnius in uh, Lithuania, uh, one of the Baltic states. You know, they're always the loudest. Uh, uh, Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia, always the loudest. Uh, Estonia was loud uh, yesterday also, by the way. Um, we'll get to that. Anyway, uh, at first, uh, President Vladimir Zelensky was not happy with NATO. But he softened his views, he, he softened his voice, and told them that he was very thankful. Uh, by the way, uh, UK... Uh, who was it in the UK? Somebody in the UK was a little critical of Zelensky not not being thankful enough. Eh, that's that's who he is. He he really needs help. He really wants to save his country. He realizes how important this is. Um. Anyway, he got security guarantees from leading nations and assurances that Ukraine's future lies in NATO. Uh, Biden. And G7 leaders unveiled a substantial show of support for Ukraine today at the NATO summit in Vilnius, uh, Lithuania, offering a joint declaration of support for Ukraine aimed at bolstering the war-torn uh, country's military capability. 
Biden acknowledged that the alliance did not invite Ukraine to membership during the summit as it works on necessary reforms, but he said, we're not waiting on that process to be finished to boost the country's security. The G7 issued a three-page document detailing a joint declaration agreement shortly after the leaders spoke earlier uh, today. The declaration said, Today, we are launching negotiations with Ukraine to formalize through bilateral security commitments and arrangements aligned with this multilateral framework in accordance with our respective legal and constitutional requirements. Our enduring support to Ukraine as it defends its sovereignty and territorial integrity, rebuilds its economy, protects its citizens, and pursues integration into the Euro-Atlantic community, the first goal is ensuring a sustainable force capable of defending Ukraine's now and deterring Russian aggression in the future through continued provision of security assistance and modern military equipment, support for Ukraine's industrial base development, training for forces, intelligence sharing and cooperation, and support for cyber defense, security, and resilience initiatives. The second is strengthening Ukraine's economic stability and resilience, including through reconstruction and recovery efforts to create the condi uh, conditions conducive to promoting Ukraine's economic prosperity, including its energy security. And the third is providing technical and financial support for Ukraine's immediate needs stemming from Russia's war, as well as to enable Ukraine to continue implementing the effective reform agenda that will support the good governance necessary to advance towards its Euro-Atlantic aspirations, meaning, you know, joining NATO. Um, Biden expressed understanding and offered support to Zelensky ahead of their meeting in Vilnius, which saw each other, uh, uh, each leader offer each other praise after some earlier tensions. Biden said, I hope you will all, uh, I hope you all got a sense today from all my colleagues, how much public support you have. It's real. And I hope we find finally have put to bed the notion about whether or not Ukraine is welcome to NATO. Uh, it's going to happen. We're all moving in the right direction. I think it's just a matter uh, of getting by the next few months. Uh, the president told Zelensky, the whole world has seen your courage. You set a whole example to the entire world of what constitutes genuine courage. I think it's your resilience and the resolve has been a model for the whole world to see. And remember, this was right after the leaders in Afghanistan fled the country when they when the Taliban was taking over and everybody at that time everybody expected Zelensky oh he's going to just flee the country and Zelensky everybody offered him uh, asylum in their country and he said I don't need a plane I need weapons he, he was like no what are you out of your mind I'm not going to do that I'm going to lead my country <laughs> Which was just, uh, oh man, I got so much respect for this guy. I got so much respect. After what happened in Afghanistan, after seeing what they did, he was like, no, not here. <clears throat> anyway, he said, I look forward to having the meetings celebrating your, uh, this is uh, Biden. Uh, I look forward to having the meetings celebrating your official 
official membership in NATO. Uh, the bad news for you is we're not going anywhere. You're stuck with us. Uh, to which uh, Zelensky laughed. <clears throat> On the cluster munitions, Zelensky said, it's very simple to criticize, for example, for example, cluster munitions, calling it a difficult political decision. He said, this decision will help us to save us. He thanked Biden and the American people. Biden responded, the American people are supportive because they know it's about you, but it's about more than you. It's about innocent people around the world and the absolute brutality with which Putin is acting and the Russians are moving. It's just like something out of the 14th century, the way they're acting. Biden said the war is bringing the world together. It's a hell of a price to pay, but it's bringing the world together and people are realizing that we just can't stand by and let uh, this kind of aggression occur. Uh, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky met U.S. President Joe Biden on the sidelines of the NATO summit before before uh, Biden's speech this morning, which was just amazing. Um, uh, anyway, at the NATO summit in Lithuania and said he had a very good, powerful meeting with Biden. He said in a tweet, the meeting was at least twice as long as planned and it was as meaningful as it needed to be and added that they discussed all topics ranging from long range support to weapons. Uh, Ukraine was not the only one frustrated a little bit by NATO. As we always say, the Baltic states are the loudest. Estonian Prime Minister Kaja Kalas has said, Ukraine's frustration of the lack of timeline for the war-torn country to join NATO was understandable. She said, Ukraine wants to have peace that NATO's umbrella is bringing for our country. It might be a very short period of time when Ukraine has pushed Russia back to Russia and they have the opportunity to join NATO then we should do it really fast. And that's what I was think thinking this morning. I, or actually, yesterday morning, I was thinking, you know, if they could just get them out of the country for a short time, they could join NATO. But of course, uh, uh, Russia is, is deeply entrenched in Crimea. They may have to settle for that. Oh, God, that would be horrible. Uh, the British government has said it will provide Ukraine with more than 70 combat and uh, logistic logistical vehicles. This is, we're moving on. Thousands of rounds of ammunition for Challenger 2 tanks and 50 million uh, pounds, uh, which is like uh, $65 million, uh, support a package for equipment repair. Um, the training of Ukrainian pilots on US-made F-16 fighter jets is to begin in Romania in August. Ukrainian Defense Minister Oleksiy Reznikov announced the Romanian training program yesterday alongside Dutch Defense Minister uh, uh, Kajja Olengren and Denmark's Acting Defense Minister Trolls Lund Poulsen. Now, the reason it's happening there is because US F-16s have more tech in them. And they, uh, uh, when they sell F-16s to other places, uh, they worry that that the special tech that U.S. planes have uh, would fall into enemy hands. So that's why they're, Ukraine is, is training on those planes because they're not the same as the ones in the U.S. And that's important. It really is important. Uh, moving on. Uh, investigators. And this has to do with the uh, uh, Nord Stream blast. 
Investigators found traces of subsea explosives and samples taken from a yacht that has been one aspect of a probe in the sabotage of the Nord Stream gas line pipeline uh, last year. Uh, they say that the investigation hasn't yet, yet established the, uh, who the perpetrators were and whether a state was involved. Denmark, Sweden, and Germany have been investigating the September 26th attack, and the Danish Foreign Ministry tweeted a letter Tuesday from the three countries, UN ambassadors to the president of the Security Council, with information on their activities so uh, their activities so far. Uh, German media reported that uh, then that five men and women used a yacht hired by Ukrainian-owned company in Poland to carry out the attack and that it set off from the German port port of Rostock. They still have not tied the yacht directly to the Nord Stream blast. They, they, they found uh, um, peace, uh, 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 traces of bomb-making uh, materials, but that doesn't mean that's what was used for that. Uh, who knows what it could have been used for? And um, a section of this week's letter detailed Germany's findings said that the sailing yacht's precise course hadn't yet been definitely established. It said, at this point, it is not possible to reliably establish the identity of the perpetrators and their motives, particularly regarding the question of whether the incident was steered by a state or state actor. So we still don't know, and I'm sure more investigating uh, will go on. In an interview with Indonesian media, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lapdog Lavrov said the war in Ukraine will not end until the West stops trying to defeat Moscow. He said it will continue until the West abandons its plans to maintain dominance and its obsession with inflicting a strategic defeat on Russia through the hands of its puppet, Kiev. <laughs> and you know that's not going to happen, especially after uh, uh, Biden's speech today. In, 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 in Vilnius. Uh, what does this mean? What, what Lapdog Lavrov said? It means that the EU and the US and the UK is having an effect on Russia. It means they cannot win the war as long as that continues. Thank you for confirming that. I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lapdog Lavrov. Uh, yesterday, Ukrainian and Russian officials said a Russian general was reportedly killed in the occupied southeastern uh, Ukraine. Uh, Lieutenant General Oleg uh, Solkov was targeted in Monday night's uh, missile strike on a hotel in Russian-occupied resort city of Berdyansk, according to a Petro uh, a Petro. And uh, Andrushenko, uh, an aide to Mariupol's Ukrainian mayor, now operating outside the Russian-held city. Uh, Andrushenko said on Telegram, it was known for some time that the uh, enemy's military leadership was living there. Uh, Andrei uh, Gurulyov, uh, a member of the Russian State Duma's Defense Committee and a former military commander, confirmed Sokov's death on a state-run political talk show that aired last night. Western intelligence ha has placed the overall death toll of Russian generals in Ukraine at more than 20 as of February 2023. So that uh, that would be 21, 22, 23, something like that at this point. And that's a, that's a lot of general deaths. It really is. I mean, for any war, that's a lot. Uh, Washington, D.C.-based uh, think tank, the Institute for the Study of War, 
uh, said Ukrainian military reported uh, shooting down 26 of 28 Shahid 131 and 136 drones, which were likely intended by Moscow to be a demonstrative response to the 2023 NATO summit, which started in the Lithuanian capital, Vilnius, on Tuesday. Uh, the uh, Russian drones also uh, attacked port infrastructure and a grain terminal in the Odessa region, according to the Ukrainian commanders. Uh, Russia launched at least 15 drones to attack Kyiv and other regions for a second consecutive night, just hours before Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky uh, was to meet with leaders uh, of the NATO military alliance. The Ukrainian Air Force said on telegrams Ukraine's air defenses shot down 11 of the Iranian-made Shahid uh, drones launched by Russia in the early hours of uh, Wednesday morning, this morning. Uh, two people were injured in the attacks and fire broke out on a, at a non-residential infrastructure facility, which could mean just about anything. Uh, it was not immediately known how many drones in total were launched on Cherkasy and how many on Kiev, but uh, um, 15 between the two. Uh, okay, there are stories coming out that Yevgeny Prigozhin is either dead or in prison. This is all conjecture. We don't know. Nobody knows. No reputable uh, news source has said it. The New York Post said it, but they're not a reputable news source. Uh, that doesn't mean it isn't true. It just means reputable news sources are holding off for confirmation. This is all this all started with a uh, retired U.S. general claiming he did not think he was alive. There's also a claim that the meeting between Prigozhin and Putin did not actually happen, that it was staged. We will see if Prigozhin fell off a balcony in the coming days. We don't know yet. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Uh, after Monday's complaining by North Korea's Kim Yo-jong, you know, the cute sister of Kim Jong-un, who needs to learn how to use makeup. She's cute, but she could be cuter. <laughs> I'm just trying to, you know, make her smaller. <laughs> she had threatened to shoot down U.S. reconnaissance planes yesterday, uh, or day before yesterday. Earlier today, North Korea fired an inter intercontinental ballistic missile. Actually, yesterday. Not day before yet. Yeah, yesterday she, she threatened to uh, shoot him down. Earlier today, North Korea fired an inter intercontinental uh, ballistic missile, probably in response. Uh, the launch follows several other recent tests of North Korea's intercontinental uh, uh, continental, uh, ballistic missiles, uh, ICBMs. Pyongyang, Pyongyang uh, uh, which leader Kim Jong-un said, uh, I'm sorry, Pyongyang tested... Uh, the Hwasong-17 in March and the more powerful, powerful Hwasong-18 in April, which leader Kim Jong-un said at the time would provide the country with a powerful strategic attack means and boost its nuclear capabilities. Today's ICBM flew about a thousand kilometers, staying airborne for 74 minutes, according to Japan's defense uh, uh, ministry, a marginal advancement on the ballistic missiles it tested earlier this year. We don't know what kind of ballistic missile it was. It was just yet only that it was a ballistic missile. Maybe we'll hear more this week. With Republicans in charge, we're moving on to the United States. 
with Republicans in charge, anything Democratic or even a small d Democratic, Demo Democrat as in Democratic or Democratic as in Democratic, uh, small d Democratic, won't get done. Republicans don't want to save Social Security. They want to privatize it so the wealthy, their wealthy buddies can profit off of it. But still the Democrats try. The Medicare and Social Security Fair Share Act, introduced by Senate Budget Committee Chair Sheldon Whitehouse from Rhode Island, Democrat, of course, with a companion bill put forth Tuesday by, or yesterday, by Representative Brendan Boyle from Pennsylvania, a Democrat in the House, would extend Social Security solvency indefinitely by making the nation's highest earners contribute their fair share. We've talked about this before. The wealthy don't pay the same percentage of Social Security as the poor, yet they get the same benefits, which they don't generally need, right? They still get them. The bill would require taxpayers making more than 400000 annually to contribute more to Medicare while closing legal loopholes and also in, uh, ensuring that wealthy owners of past of pass-through businesses like hedge funds and private equity firms with more than 400000 in annual income cannot avoid Medicare taxes. Representative Brendan Boyle said in a statement, this legislation saves Social Security and Medicare for generations to come. Social Security and Medicare represent a commitment made by this country decades ago to honor the dignity and independence of senior citizens and disabled citizens. Rather than tearing these programs down, as some in Congress, <coughs> Republicans, uh, want to do, we should be strengthening and securing them. Uh, White House said that the mega-rich taking advantage of our rigged tax code, have avoided paying Social Security taxes on most of their income, threatening the promise of Social Security uh, for future generations. Uh, okay, there was another bill introduced by Bernie Sanders earlier this year that is also being blocked by Republicans. That bill introduced earlier this year, uh, we talked about it before, uh, by Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and Representative Jan Schakowsky. Uh, uh, and uh, Val Hoyle uh, in, in the House would increase Social Security benefits by at least $200 per month and prolong the program's solvency for decades by lifting the cap on the maximum income subject to Social Security payroll taxes. Uh, if you remember, uh, the ultra-wealthy only pay taxes up to, a, uh, on, on up to a certain income. It would put, I, I think, is it 150000 I forget how much it is. But this would push uh, push uh, the income level to higher because they still get the benefits. They, they should pay into it. Uh, anyway, but it doesn't matter right now. We have a divided Congress. Republicans control the House. As long as that is true, relief for the poor and middle class, the unfairness of the rich over the poor, that will continue and... Uh, these laws will not get passed. Moving on. If you think back to, to the uh, to, uh, 2020 election, you might remember Trump's people disseminating a video to Fox News and all those other news sites of poll workers moving boxes around. It's part of their job. Okay, it's the end of the night. We got to move this box over here. It's the end of the night. We got to move this box over here. Then we'll get to it in the morning. That's to keep things in uh, in control, to know where everything is. 
Republicans claimed they were disposing of votes. And that was as one of their claims. The other one was shifting votes to Biden. There's all sorts of weird claims. Uh, Trump advisor Boris Epstein had sent out texts to request proof of election fraud. As he put it, this is what he put in the text. Need best examples of election fraud that we've alleged that's super easy to explain. Doesn't necessarily have to be proven, but does need to be easy to understand. In other words, propaganda. Uh, in response, Rudy Giuliani suggested he tell Trump about security cameras footage of two Atlanta poll workers, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, moving thousands of ballots around in those boxes. Giuliani wrote, it will live in history as the theft of a state. Uh, okay. The history we know is not the actual history. History is told by the victors. If Trump had won, that's the history we would know. See how scary this is? Anyway, Freeman and Moss have been involved in a defamation suit because of what they were accused of. They saw in new court filings that Giuliani failed to turn over evidence of this. Uh, I'm sorry. They say in new court filings, not saw. They say in new, new court filings that Giuliani failed to turn over evidence of this exchange despite multiple court orders to preserve and turn over his communications. They're asking the judge, in the case U.S. District Court Judge Beryl Howell, to impose several sanctions on Giuliani for what they say is repeated, prolonged, and calculated effort to defy their court-backed demand for evidence. They want Howell to essentially grant them a total victory in their defamation suit, a default judgment in their favor as a result of Giuliani's handling of the evidence as well as attorney's fees. If Howell doesn't, they are also asking uh, uh, her to instead order Giuliani to provide his devices to them so they can be directly searched. The case says Trump and Giuliani promoted video making the uh, promoted video making the false claims part of the efforts to whip up a frenzy about Joe Biden's narrow Georgia victory. As you know, the grand jury in the DA's case against Trump and others was seated just yesterday in Georgia. Remember, we talked about that. It was going to happen. Moss and Freeman's lawsuit has helped unearth snippets of new evidence that could become part of that effort. But they say little of it came from Giuliani himself. In other words, Giuliani has been stonewalling and they've been gathering texts from other witnesses that prove that he's been stonewalling. Their attorneys say they received evidence from other witnesses like Trump and Christina Bob of communications like the exchange with Epstein that Giuliani himself never provided. The attorney says Giuliani failed to take any steps to preserve relevant electronic evidence. They described a months-long odyssey that features shifting explanations from Giuliani for his inability to identify and produce relevant information. He keeps on changing the lie, just like Trump does. Uh, he has repeatedly cited the Justice Department's seizure of his devices, which he claims came back wiped 
as well as difficulty accessing his iCloud account as primary reasons. Evidence is being hidden and even witnesses have disappeared. They said a witness, Catherine Freese, who assisted Giuliani in efforts following the 2020 election has simply vanished. Efforts to serve the subpoena on her, even through alternative means approved by Howell, have been unsuccessful. And boy, would I love to know where that woman is. That would be fun to serve her. Anyway, moving on to something disturbing. Uh, Last night, Iowa State, like that wasn't disturbing, (laughs) disturbing enough. Uh, last night, Iowa State Legislature voted to ban most abortions around uh, after around six weeks of pregnancy. Uh, as they call, these are heartbeat bills. It's not a heartbeat. It's electronic impulses going through the muscle to keep it alive. You have to have... Okay, the heart is made of muscle. Let me, let me give you a quick explanation that, that's easy to understand. The heart is made of muscle. Just like any muscle in the body... Uh, the nerve endings put electronic um, uh, electric electricity through the muscle to keep it going. Every time it moves, there's electricity going through them, uh, stimulating the muscle, right? When they grow meat in the lab, beef in the lab, or chicken in a the lab, they, are, they do it by sending electric pulses through the meat, Right? So growing meat in the lab would have the same protections as this so-called fetal heartbeat. It's not a heartbeat. It's an electronic impulse going through a piece of meat. That's all it is. There's no heartbeat, right, at this point. Anyway, this is a continuation of the state-level Republican attack on the right to do what you want with your body. Republican lawmakers, which hold a majority in both the Iowa House and Senate, passed the anti-abortion bill, the anti-choice bill, after the governor, Kim Reynolds, called a special session just to do that. The legislation will take immediate effect after the governor signs it on Friday and will prohibit abortions after the first sign of cardiac activity, usually around six weeks, with some exceptions for case of rape or incest. It will allow for abortions up to 20 weeks of pregnancy under uh, only under certain conditions of medical emergency. Uh, If it's 21 weeks and you have a medical emergency, screw you, you're dead. Uh, Abortions in the state were previously allowed up to 20 weeks. Uh, Preparations were uh, already underway to quickly file legal challenges in court and get the measure blocked. Once Reynolds signs it into law, a similar six-week ban that the legislature passed in 2018 uh, was blocked by the state's Supreme Court uh, um, uh, one year later. Uh, Since that decision, however, Roe has... uh, Uh, been overturned. The dissolution of traditional Republican values continues. Remember, Republicans, again and again, I say this, the number one before before uh, 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 1976, the number, one of the number one things of Republican values was keep the governor, the government out of my backyard, keep the government out of my body. In 1972, more Republicans were for choice than Democrats. 
59% to, uh, I mean, it's, I, it's close to 60% uh, compared to close to 50% for Democrats. Since then, it has flipped. It's the exact opposite because the religious right got hold of the Republican Party and destroyed it from within. Moving on. To no smiles in Joe Manchinville today. A three-judge panel from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit Court on Monday temporarily blocked the construction of, the sex, of a section of the Mountain Valley Pipeline that runs through Jefferson National Forest pending a conserve, conservation group's petition to review the federal government's authorization of the fossil fuel infrastructure development. Work on the unfinished portions of the 303-mile Mountain Valley Pipeline uh, was first uh, was fast-tracked last month via the debt ceiling agreement that President Joe Biden made with Republicans. I was not happy with that agreement that Joe Biden made. I was not happy at all. Section 324 of that so-called Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023 required federal authorities to approve all of uh, Mountain Valley Pipeline's outstanding permits prohibited uh, judicial review of those permits uh, of those permits and said only the DC Circuit Court of Appeals has jurisdiction to hear challenges to the provisions constitutionality which that itself should be unconstitutional right <clears throat> in response to the stay issued by the Fourth Circuit on Monday Mountain Valley Pipeline LLC said this is not the court to hear that claim Congress, in plain terms, gave the D.C. Circuit ex- D.C. Circuit exclusive jurisdiction to hear such claims. But the plaintiffs claim their case predates Section 324 and should be allowed to go forward. And, and their decisions have already been made in their case. You can't just add, end cases that are inside the court system, right? Chase Huntley, Vice President of Strategy, and policy at the Wilderness Society said Mountain Valley uh, said Mountain Valley could not build their pipeline in compliance with the law, so they appealed to Congress to interfere with the courts, skirting both our legal system and Constitution. Because bedrock environmental laws stood in the pipeline's path, Mountain Valley convinced Congress to reach beyond its powers and decide in Mountain Valley's favor, circumventing the courts. We are fighting to make sure our our challenge to the Forest Service and the Bureau of Land Management's approval for the pipeline to cross the Jefferson National Forest has its rightful day in court. And this will end up, if, if they challenge this, this will end up going to the Supreme Court. That's what's going to happen. And with global warming repercussions pounding on our door, Shouldn't we not be using combustible fuels? I mean, seriously. At this point, let's just continue being stupid. Moving on. Speaking of global warming, Biden declared an emergency for all 14 counties in Vermont early yesterday. Global warming again. Uh, The state received two months worth of rain in two days. We've explained this. As this motorbike goes by, did you hear it? We've explained this. Melting ice caps create more moisture in the atmosphere, which create more intense storms, 
both, and, and, and of course, the global warming causes these heat domes. The storms, which are low pressures, get squeezed around these high, these huge high pressures that have never been seen before. And they squeeze all this moisture into a small area, which causes flooding. Both New York and Vermont were severely hit. The rain that fell was more than what would happen in a hurricane and was more than Tropical Storm Irene in 2011. That's when the Winooski River rose to 19 feet. This time it crested at over 21 feet. The only time it's ever been higher was during the Great Vermont Flood of 1927 when flooding swelled it to 27 feet and killed 84 people. It's not over yet. More rain is expected later this week, and this could be worse. With the ground saturated already, and we've talked about saturation before. I, and by the way, the saturation is being blamed for those houses that collapsed uh, in Rolling Hills Estates in, in uh, Southern California recently. That just happened. Uh, like a dozen houses uh, collapsed into a canyon over a couple of days landslides because of the saturation of the ground. That's what they're believing it happened. Anyway, with the ground saturated, there is nowhere for the water to go. The U.S. is not alone. The U.S. isn't alone. Around the world, global warming effects are being revealed. Rain and intense flooding have hit India, China, Japan, Turkey. Just yesterday, India and Japan uh, uh, were dealing with the worst flooding in history. This is not normal. Countries in the EU have been hit with unusually high amounts of rainfall, and this is just the beginning of the end. People want to bury their heads in the sand. They don't want to admit it's over. They don't want to admit global warming exists. They don't want to hear the negative news. They want to... Covering their ears. La, 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 la. That's what they're doing. That doesn't help. We can't just stop using fossil fuels. That's not enough. We have to find a way to reverse what has happened. But don't worry. Republicans keep telling me, global warming doesn't exist. You have nothing to worry about. Hey, do you, do you like going into the ocean to cool off? Do you? You know, as the warming oceans, uh, as they warm even more, more water evaporates, which causes more global warming, which causes more water to evaporate. What did we just say about uh, what, 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 Venus yesterday, the twin planet that used to be covered with oceans until they boiled off and caused global warming, which made it into a desert rock? A sudden marine heat wave off the coast of Florida and I'm so sick of saying this, has surprised scientists and sent water temperatures soaring to unprecedented highs, threatening one of the most severe coral bleaching events the state has ever seen. And then what did I say about carbon uh, uh, saturation of the ocean? I don't know if this is carbon saturation. I mean, fish dying off is usually carbon saturation. Um... Once we reach carbon saturation, temperatures will shoot to 200 degrees on Earth for an average temperature. 
that's what happens. Once the uh, um, once the ocean can no longer absorb carbon, that's what carbon saturation is. Once the oceans can no longer absorb carbon, it gets dumped into the atmosphere and temperatures will rise drastically. Drastically. Nothing to stop it at this point. Sea surface temperatures around Florida have reached the highest levels on record since satellites began collecting ocean data. Sea surface temperatures around parts of Florida and the Bahamas are warmer than 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Sea life is suffering. Coral that bleaches won't always die, but the more intense the heat and the longer it lasts, the more inevitable death becomes. All it takes is sea surface warming of one degree Celsius or toward, uh, two to three degrees Fahrenheit beyond the reef's normal highest temperatures to trigger the heat stress that leads to bleaching. Heat stress, carbon saturation, those are the two enemies. Buoys off the coast of Florida measured hot tub-like water temperatures near 97 degrees Fahrenheit on Monday in the shallow, heat-prone Florida Bay between the southern tip of Florida and the Keys. Ocean temperatures around Florida don't reach their peak until late August into September. That means we could see water temperatures over 100 degrees by season's end this year. Severe bleaching of the coral reefs has begun. The ecosystem will likely die, possibly for much longer than a recovery could react. Katie Lesneski is the monitoring coordinator for Mission Iconic Reefs, a NOAA project that aims to restore seven iconic reefs around the Florida Keys. Lesneski said, just from an ecological standpoint, standpoint, about 25% of the marine species depend on coral reefs at some point in their lives. That's everything from the pretty fish that people like to look at when scuba diving uh, to the large game fish. Those fish get their start and heavily depend on components of the reef at some point in time. But don't worry. Please don't worry. Republicans, keep telling me that global warming doesn't exist. So don't worry anything about it, okay? Moving on to something slightly less disturbing. Child marriage in Michigan is now illegal after Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed legislation yesterday raising the minimum age to marry in the state to 18 years old. Michigan previously allowed 16 and 17-year-olds to enter marriages with the written consent of a parent or legal guardian. A probate judge uh, and probate judges judges could give permission to those under 16 to marry. So you're wondering, why did it take so long for Michigan to do this? Well, for the first time in 20 years, Democrats have control of both houses. So finally they were able to pass it. Child marriage is currently legal in most states. Uh, or in, in some way or another, getting a judge to say it's okay or parent, parental permission or, you know, something like that. And 20 states have no minimum age for marriages. A 12-year-old. Maybe. Are they red states? Well, it's kind of confusing. I'll let you investigate. It's a mixture, but mostly red states. 
I, 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 I'll say since most states are, are, are like this, it's really hard to say, but the ones who uh, have forbid it in all cases are Democratic states. We'll say that. Ah, so late yesterday, China, Chinese private rocket firm Landspace achieved a global first by reaching orbit with a methane-fueled rocket. This is liquid methane. This is not the gas. Uh, the 40, of course, what, what burns is the gas. Or compress. I, I don't know how. You know what? Rocket science. I'm not a rocket scientist. I know a lot, but I'm not a rocket scientist. Uh, I'm, I'm quite the polymath. Um, the 49 and a half meter long uh, Zuki 2 lifted off from uh, Jiquan Satellite Launch Center in the Gobi Desert at 9 p.m. Eastern on July 11th. Landspace and Chinese state media announced that their second Zuki 2 uh, reached orbit, making it the first methane fueled uh, globally to reach orbit. This was later verified by U.S. Space Force uh, space tracking data showing an object in a 431 by 461 kilometer sun synchronous orbit with an inclination of 97.3 degrees, which is actually my body temperature, believe it or not. Odd. I know. Um, Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. 46 minutes, a bit long today. Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Uh, Bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.